God had the end in mind even before the enemy ever thought of attacking him. This is the LifeSpring One-Year Bible coming to you from Riverside, California. Podcasting since 2004, I'm your OG Godcaster, Steve Webb. We do this every day, and we're reading through the entire Bible in a year. How are you? It's Poetry Thursday, and we're going to complete the book of Job with the reading of chapters 41 and 42. The title of the episode is God's Servant. Before we get started, let's pray. Our gracious Heavenly Father, we thank you so much for your love. We thank you that you gave us your word so that we could know you. Father, I'm so thankful for the book of Job, and I'm thankful, Lord, for what you teach us through it. Bless our time as we read today. I pray this in Jesus' name. Amen. All right, let's go. Job chapter 41 Can you catch a sea monster by using a fish hook? Can you tie its mouth shut with a rope? Can it be led around by a ring in its nose or a hook in its jaw? Will it beg for mercy? Will it surrender as a slave for life? Can it be tied by the leg like a pet bird for little girls? Is it ever chopped up and its pieces bargained for in the fish market? Can it be killed with harpoons or spears? Wrestle it just once. That will be the end. Merely a glimpse of this monster makes all courage melt. And if it is too fierce for anyone to attack, who would dare oppose me? I am in command of the world and in debt to no one. What powerful legs, what a stout body this monster possesses. Who could strip off its armor or bring it under control with a harness? Who would try to open its jaws full of fearsome teeth? Its back is covered with shield after shield, firmly bound and closer together than breath to breath. When this monster sneezes, lightning flashes and its eyes glow like the dawn. Sparks and fiery flames explode from its mouth, and smoke spews from its nose like steam from a boiling pot, while its blazing breath scorches everything in sight. Its neck is so tremendous that everyone trembles. The weakest parts of its body are harder than iron, and its heart is stone. When this noisy monster appears, even the most powerful turn and run in fear. No sword or spear can harm it, and weapons of bronze or iron are as useless as straw or rotten wood. Rocks thrown from a sling cause it no more harm than husks of grain. This monster fears no arrows, it simply smiles at spears, and striking it with a stick is like slapping it with straw. As it crawls through the mud, its sharp and spiny hide tears the ground apart. And when it swims down deep, the sea starts churning like boiling oil, and it leaves behind a trail of shining white foam. No other creature on earth is so fearless. It is king of all proud creatures, and it looks upon the others as nothing. Job chapter 42 Job said, No one can oppose you, because you have the power to do what is right. You asked why I talk so much when I know so little. I've talked about things that are far beyond my understanding. You told me to listen and answer your questions. I heard about you from others. Now I've seen you with my own eyes. That's why I hate myself and sit here in dust and ashes to show my sorrow. The Lord said to Eliphaz, What my servant Job has said about me is true, but I'm angry with you and your two friends for not telling the truth. So I want you to go over to Job and offer seven bulls and seven goats on an altar as a sacrifice to please me. 
After this, Job will pray, and I will agree not to punish you for your foolishness. Eliphaz, Bildad, and Zophar obeyed the Lord, and he answered Job's prayer. After Job had prayed for his three friends, the Lord made Job twice as rich as he had been before. Then Job gave a feast for his brothers and sisters and for his old friends. They expressed their sorrow for the suffering the Lord had brought on him, and they each gave Job some silver and a gold ring. The Lord now blessed Job more than ever. He gave him fourteen thousand sheep, six thousand camels, a thousand pairs of oxen, and a thousand donkeys. In addition to seven sons, Job had three daughters, whose names were Jemima, Keziah, and Karen Hapik. They were the most beautiful women in that part of the world, and Job gave them shares of his property, along with their brothers. Job lived for another 140 years, long enough to see his great-grandchildren have children of their own, and when he finally died, he was very old. Alexander McLaren wrote in his Expositions of Holy Scripture that the close of the book of Job must be taken in connection with its prologue in order to get the full view of its solution of the mystery of pain and suffering. Indeed, the prologue is more completely the solution than the endings, for it shows the purpose of Job's trials as being not his punishment, but his testing. So we have the grim thing lighted up, as it were, at the two ends. Suffering comes from the mission of trying what stuff a man is made of, and it leads to closer knowledge of God, which is blessed, to lowlier self-estimation, which is also blessed, and to renewed outward blessings which hide the old scars and gladden the tortured heart. I love that. As gold is purified by fire, so a good man is tested and purified by trial. Was it unjust for God to allow Satan to test Job? Well, we look at the miserable and painful events that came to Job, and we feel pity for him. We think, how could a loving God allow this? But God had the end in mind even before the enemy ever thought of attacking him. God knew the heart of Job. He knew that Job was a good man, and he said to Satan, Have you seen my servant Job? Did you notice what God called Job? My servant. God knew that Job loved him and would continue to do so even if everything was taken away from him. And he knew that in testing Job, Job would come to love and trust him even more. I'm quite sure that if we could ask Job today if he regretted going through the trial, his answer would be a resounding no. If you belong to God, if you have given your heart to him, if you've trusted Jesus and asked him to be your Lord and Savior, don't ever believe the lie that God is angry at you if you're going through hard times. He uses the fire to purify you and bring you into a more intimate relationship with Him. And listen, I'm not talking theory here. I'm talking from experience. The lovely lady Leanne and I have had many heartbreaking and painful events come into our lives over the years, and I'm here to tell you that both of us are closer to each other and closer to God than we ever have been. Our faith has been strengthened, and we have a much sweeter and richer understanding of the love and power and faithfulness of God than we ever did before. The book of Job is one of the greatest gifts God ever gave to us, and I will be forever grateful to Him for it. And I hope you've gained more of an appreciation for this book and will be encouraged if you're now going through the fire or when you're tested by our Heavenly Father. Twice in the first two chapters, God referred to my servant Job. 
and then four times in two verses in the final chapter of the book. I pray that God will say the same about you and will say when you meet him face to face, Well done, my good and faithful servant. Well, now that we've completed the book of Job, let me know what you think about it. Does it bless you as much as it does me? Call the LifeSpring Family Hotline at plus one nine five one seven three two eighty five eleven or comment via Boostergram or at comment.lifespringmedia.com. I really would love to hear your thoughts on the book of Job. Tomorrow will be Prophecy Friday. We'll read Jeremiah 42 through 46. I want you to have a copy of the book, Jesus Revolution, and I'm having a drawing to give a copy to three LifeSpring family members this coming Saturday. All you have to do is enter the drawing. How do you do that? Well, just send an email to me at steve at lifespringmedia.com with the subject line, I want a Jesus Revolution, or send a boostergram with those very same words, I want a Jesus Revolution. If you want one of these, don't put off sending that email or boostergram to me. You'll get busy and forget if you don't do it right now, so do it now while you're thinking about it. Oh, and go watch the movie, too. I'm pretty sure you'll be glad you did. Today's show art is by Jason Paschal. Thank you, Jason. And also thanks to Sister Denise, Michael Hayner, Scott Snyder, and Brittany, the team. Thank you for all you do for the LifeSpring family. And now, beloved, thank you. I'll see you tomorrow. May God bless you richly. And I mean that when I say it. I want God's best for you. Until then, my name is Steve Webb. Bye. LifespringMedia.com slash support LifeSpring Media, bringing the message of hope, love, and good news since 2004.